We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's at the shore, fine. Went to ready on the phone. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy G, and this is D, and this is Father to Father. Ching. Sponsor us. Waiting for it. Should probably open mine. So some of y'all may notice I took George's advice from last week. You know, I didn't want the halo on my forehead, so I brought the the visor, the visor, the hat. That's what it does. And and and. Yeah. That's a shitty ass team that wants to be the right side. I did that intentionally for totally fucking intentional. <laughs> so angry right now. Hold on, I gotta, get, I gotta. Get <laughs> for those of you who don't know, my friend here, G, is a diehard, avid, diehard Red Sox. Oh, fan. there we go. So I decided to wear the white. See, socks. on the left side of your screen would be me. And and I know what winning takes. Yeah, but well, I know right side would be. I know what winning feels like. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just fucking with so you. What do you say? Like I have, I have more. I know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> this conversation went off the. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Fucking hey, happy. man, we got to start off on a high note, man. We got to start off on a. So high actually, note. for this one, I thought. I mean, we we've already gotten personal quite a bit. Yeah. I thought for this episode, we would talk. And I was thinking about this for a while, and yeah. I, I figured that this was good to get your reaction on camera. I feel like we should talk about childhood. Ooh. And the way I, the reason why I say this is because okay. my my main question is, with what you experience in your childhood, yeah. is how you learn how to become a parent. Mm -hmm. But if what you experience in your childhood was a lot of trauma, mm -hmm. can you overcome that and break the cycle? Yeah, I definitely think it's possible. So it's I, possible. It's not easy. It's not easy. So I figured we dissect it a little bit. Let's get into it. Perfect. Let's get real. So, okay, here. This is it. This is it. This is episode three. The gloves are off now. Gloves are off. We're, we're going to go We're gonna go 12 rounds. All right, let's go. Um. So here's the thing. Wait, 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 myself... wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Before we begin. Okay. Uh, we want to give a shout out to everybody who's watched like subscribe mm -hmm. any of our followers thank you guys you know we're starting something new where we can be open and just kind of do our thing and say our thing and hopefully not be judged um some of it will relate to you guys some of it may not um uh, but we appreciate the comments we appreciate the love guys so keep it coming um if you guys have any suggestions topics and stuff you want us to review please share it with us so, sorry about that brother i just no, talk i want to make sure and thank the so people that are giving us giving us the time you know what i mean so in this show actually for a guy who's not on socials at all i actually forgot to put the right image up and this fucking guy screenshotted me in the last episode he's like hey you didn't put up the flower i'm like relax bro hey man i you know what i you was fucking late you know it's hard being the producer the fucking editor the fucking promoter you know George does a lot. So with George, let's something like a simple image, which is actually was a three second fix. <laughs> it was a very quick and easy fix. I had the app and the picture on my phone and I just swapped it. It's like, boom, it's done. It's done. Hey man, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I know. I got it. <laughs> Produced, written, starring, edited, directed, all of you up. He's a jack of all trades yeah. and this isn't his only podcast. Yeah, this isn't. And I say the same shit on all the other podcasts too. <laughs> fucking my shout out to my co-host from MLW Rewind because that's fucking yeah. guy put me through the same shit. Yeah. All right. So... Can you break the cycle? Yep. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I want to be open. Um, tail end of last year, I had some family drama. And the family drama uh, caused a rift between me and my parents. And we're not speaking right now. Uh, and it's not family drama of something to do with me or my ego. 
or anything like that. It's family drama to do with them and their idiosyncrasies and their unwillingness to change. And as human beings, I feel like we have to evolve. And I feel like if you get stuck in that mold of that cycle, that cliche saying of you can't teach an old dog new tricks, mm. it's a way of making an excuse. Yep. Well, that's just who they are at their age. No. People can evolve, in my opinion, my belief, if they want to, yep. if they want to, till the day they die. Yep. So going back and restarting my therapeutic journey, my therapist and I, she came up with a few questions on my last session. And I could share it because it's my session. I could choose to share. And the questions were, what do I want to get out of therapy? What am I looking to overcome mm -hmm. this time around? Do I really want to focus on? And what am I most concerned about in this right. journey? And what I'm most concerned about is dissecting the past, mm. which is hard. Hard to go back and open Pandora's box. Because yep. Pandora's box is fucking scary. And uh, and you know some of the shit that I went oh, through yeah. as a child. So it, it's not easy. And... Um, what I want to get out of therapy is I'm an overthinker and I overanalyze every situation to the point where I stress myself out and make myself sick sometimes. And I feel like I've now passed on these traits to my children, especially to my 14 year old. I've noticed that my 14 year old is a lot like me in a way like, listen, a lot of people sit there and say, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Take me as I am. But in the same aspect as individuals, we want to be liked. Nobody wants to be hated. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. Everyone wants to be accepted in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants beef. It's like that episode. You ever watch Recess as a kid, the cartoon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember the episode where TJ had the one kid in school that didn't like him? No. My memory's not that great. Okay. Well, I have, well, I have <laughs> There was one episode with TJ. TJ was the kid that actually looked a lot like me. He was a fat kid with a red hat. And everyone in the school liked him. Yeah. Except for this one kid. Mm -hmm. So he actually gets this kid put in detention with him so he can show him all the cool things that he knows about Third Street Elementary. Yeah. And they have this great day. And at the end of it all, he just like, hey, man, we had a good day. Like, you like me now? He's like, no, I still I don't like you. He's like, why don't you like me? And he's like, I don't know. I just don't like you. Simple enough. And then TJ's friends all kind of come around, and they're like, can't win everybody. TJ's like, I guess that's the way it is. And it was mm -hmm. a serious lesson on accepting the fact that you won't be liked. But everyone yep. wants to be liked, but mm -hmm. you won't always be liked. That's it. And that's okay. You got to be okay with that. But and the reason why I asked about breaking the cycle is because these idiosyncrasies that I've had came from my childhood. I look for validation in my everyday life now, even as a man of 40. Mm -hmm. I look for validation from my employers. I want them to tell me good job. And if mm -hmm. they don't, I get defensive. Mm -hmm. If they question me about a mistake or a decision that I've made, instead of just accepting it and understanding the conversation, I get defensive. I want to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And these are idiosyncrasies that I've inherited from my childhood trauma. My childhood trauma was not sexual. It was not... Anything along the lines of that, I want to stress that now. It was, however, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. When I say physical abuse, my parents just beat the crap out of me every day. Now, people will be like, well, you know, that was a generation. Fine. It was a generation. But when you get the club anti-theft device whacked over your back, Fuck. that's not really yeah. that, that's taking the generation. Too far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also have a scar, a divot in the back of my head. I think we all got those. Not yeah. in the back of our heads, but the scars. You ever get a stiletto cracked over your skull, though, to the mm -hmm. point where your skull broke open? Nah, I can't say it. Can't say it. I, I can so, check that off my bucket list. Uh, and and, and I, I sit here with a smile on my face because I've worked through a lot of that trauma. Yeah. And I'm better for it. Mm -hmm. And I share this with my brother because, and I say that he's my brother because skin tone don't matter shit. We've been brothers since the day that we met. And that's just a factual statement. Peace and love. 
I mean, if it, uh, yeah, okay, Jerry started dating her, but we would have crossed paths at some point. Yeah, we would have crossed paths. I mean, Jerry's not the end all be all, but fuck Jerry, that's it. Good. I love her, yeah. fuck her. Like, it's not important about this show, right? <laughs> I only say these things because I know he knows he can. I know, I know, I can, but she doesn't watch. <laughs> so, like, for one of her good friends and her husband are starting a podcast together, and if you ask her, like, if you were to meet her on the street and be like, "Hey, you watch George and Derek's podcast?" The answer is no. And I, that's her journey. That's okay. That's okay. We don't need her viewership or validation. We're getting all on our own. Look at that. Look at that. It looks like you're growing already. We're talking about validation. Talking about validation. And, and now you're like, I don't need it. I don't need, I don't need it. it. Fuck the validation. I want it. I'm happy to hear that already. I want it, but I don't need it. <laughs> that was some quick growth, eh? That was a little bit of introspection and bam, here we go. Over, guys. Peace, <laughs> out, peace out. No, but uh, it, it, so I guess in a way, like when you put yourself out of the internet, you're going to get judged. Not all the time. No matter what. When you walk be... out of your door, you get judged. Forget, oh, fuck. let alone going on the internet. It's true. There's going to be people who like it. There's going to be people who hate it. There's going to be people who love it. There's going to be people who appreciate the honesty. You are who you are. You can like it or love it. Exactly. And if it's not for you, hey, scroll on by. We're not going to get it. But it, it, it's hard to unravel all of that mm -hmm. because going through this box, and what I want to do is I want to stop the overthinking. I want to stop looking for validation. Because at the end of the day, my bosses aren't my father. Okay. My bosses are people who... I have to answer to okay and sign my paycheck. So sorry, let me let me stop you really quick. Go ahead. So why do you look at overthinking as a negative? Because overthinking and being analytical also has a positive side to it, right? So mm -hmm. is it that you're being you're overthinking and over analyzing negative things and not so much the positive things mm -hmm. because you can use that critical thinking to better yourself every single day, whether it's at home, at work, whatever it is that you're involved Fantastic in. Right? Point. So it, it doesn't have point. to be a negative. It doesn't have to be a negative, but unfortunately the way I overthink okay. is focusing only on, on the negative. The negatives. Okay. So when I make That's a bad fair. decision or I make a decision that I think is to be good in the, in the proximity of the situation to come up with a quick resolve, in the long term, it may have affected things down the line, and it becomes a trickle effect. So had yeah. I maybe sat back for five more minutes, reflected on a decision before I pulled the trigger, okay. would the outcome be different? Yeah, but hindsight is I, always twenty twenty. Absolutely. But the problem is with me is that I focus on the negative. So even when in some way, shape, or forms, it's like a backhanded compliment, which okay. in a lot of the ways it is, yeah. especially with the individuals that I work with. And I won't specify where I work or who I work with, but the individuals, some of the individuals that I work with, they know personalities are. are not the greatest. And my personality is not the greatest either. And I can own that. I can absolutely own that. But there's a lot of toxicity, a lot of neurotic, uh, old-minded thinking. All right, time to segue. Old way so, thinking. So we're going to take this and run with it for a little bit. So okay. you're talking about toxicity in the workplace, old-minded thinking. In my opinion, from what I'm hearing from you, is not something you necessarily want to be involved in or around. So if that's the case, because you use the word toxic, when you use the word toxic, that's there's no positive connotation to toxic. Mm -hmm. So if you realize this, why do you why do you keep yourself in that situation? Or why don't you do something to change it? Or Absolutely. what are you doing to change it? Absolutely. I may not know. So what I what I'm doing to change it is in 2024 with the therapeutic journey. Okay. I've learned that I can't keep running away or okay. switching jobs no. because I find something toxic. Okay. And if I look at my resume, my resume looks like a man who when things got difficult. Okay. He ran away for his own personal. So you've done some reflection. I've done some reflection. It looks like somebody's run away for their own personal safety. And let's not forget, I actually took this new career path that I'm on two years ago when I was ready to check out. Mm -hmm. 
So this was a period of still growing. And in the two yeah, years, yeah, I have yeah. grown a lot as a person, as a worker. Uh, but I've reverted back into some of my same old patterns because of all the trauma that's been rehashed over the last couple of months. So a lot of job, a lot of workplaces do have that toxicity, mm-hmm. but it's how you approach and deal with the toxicity. Mm-hmm. Do I have the chatty Cathy's? 100%. Always. Do I have the boys clubs? 100%. Always. They're, they're, you're never going to get away from it. A lot of jobs are much like high school. Just a lot of this, you get places, yeah. you can get paid to be there. Yeah. So I look at it like this way. I could run again. Yeah. I could find another job. Okay. But therefore, I put my family at risk mm-hmm. because I may not be making the same financial obligations that I was before. Yeah. And I don't want to do that to them. And also, I'm 40 years old. I want to actually stick at a place where I can put my roots in. And I want to, I guess, in my way, I want to turn these negatives that I'm feeling into positives to be like, you know what? I can walk into that place every day, mm-hmm. give it my best effort, and not stress and overthink. Fair enough. But I have been for the last two years. To the point where it's almost a running joke because after every negative, every conversation, I'm, I actually ask, I've actually gone out of my way to ask my boss and be like, so should I got to worry about my job? It's not good. It isn't good. And it's to the point where my boss looks at me and says, I don't know how many times I got to tell you. Like, we're, we're literally just having a conversation. Okay. And he's right. Yeah. But because of alert behaviors well, and initial first impressions mm-hmm. it's hard to get away from that first impression. yeah okay and that comes with the the going back to the childhood trauma and the overthinking and always wanted to do my best and thinking that when i had done my best but then being told i was a bag of shit and i was worthless and i was nothing yeah so as an adult it replays it, it, it it's kind of trickled itself not to my family life i look at my kids my daughter my 14 year old she just had her first set of exams the nice. first set of advice she crushed it she, she got should. 80s and 90s and almost everything except for math, which is one of her weaker subjects. And she knows that. She recognized it. Yep. She still got a 70. Okay. George never got a 70 in math. And that's because George skipped most of the time. George probably could have got 70s or 80s had he actually gone to class. See, a little known fact about me, and this is not to my own horn. When I was a kid, I actually went to therapy because I had anger issues. But I had anger mm. issues because I was getting whooped every day. Well, then that'll do it. But... I got put through tests and stuff like that and tests for ADD. So I had ADD, but my parents didn't want to get put me on Ritalin. Thank God they didn't. I was actually yeah, one good person. I would say that's did. a good choice. It was. But I also got put through all those IQ tests. I'm classified as a genius. No. Yeah, me. I know. You? Fucked up. <laughs> I actually, have a, kidding, I actually have a high IQ. Yeah, it doesn't surprise my, me. But my problem is, and I actually have a really good uh, grasp on language, but do I love to swear? Fucking right I do. Yes, you do. I do. I love it. Swearing is like sex. So I was just going to say, it's like a release for you. I can it really tell. is. <laughs> I say fuck, it's euphoric. <laughs> and also the meaning of the word is euphoric in a Jesus lot of different ways. Christ. Of course, of course, we end up back here. We end up back here all the time. All the time. All the time. But in in, in doing uh, these tests, it was classified as G, but I found out that I was a, um, not a procrastinator, but I was uh, not, what's the word? Not a, uh, I was lazy. So or or it, it, hold on wait wait let's take no, a pa- I, that's positive twist on it yeah positive you like to work under pressure maybe yeah, okay. maybe not yeah maybe maybe not I'm not sure yeah, who knows as I get older I don't like to work on pressure I actually like to be routinely yeah uh, cerebral in my okay. decisions all right now which has taken a long time to grow but I guess 2024 for me I want to get past all that I want to look at everything like you know what I made a mistake. At the end of the day, what's going to be is going to be. Mm-hmm. What it is is what it is. Okay. All I can do is take that mistake and have some internal growth as an employee, as a worker, to be better for the organization that pays my paycheck. Okay. 
and that's it. And I'm not going to mention where I work or anything like that. And again, I actually do have two probably pretty decent bosses, but because of all the negativity that I see, I don't ever focus on the positives. Mm. So when compliments are handed to me, I don't, they don't register to me because I'm yeah, not bosses. used to getting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because I've never gotten them. Yeah. Like I get them from my friends. I get them from people who like the show. I get a lot of people have praised us for being as open and honest as we have been. Uh, and, and that's great. Like, I mean, you, me to come to you seven months ago and be like, fuck it. We're going to start, we're going to start a podcast. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What does that entail? It's like, is it going to be audio? I'm like, no, fuck no. George does video. George knows he doesn't have the face of a fucking Brad Pitt, but George knows that he's funny. Yeah, George is funny to look at. And George is fucking hilarious <laughs> to look at. You look at George right now. I look like a guy who's trying to be Eddie Kingston or oh, Don Toretto with this necklace. The hat is fucking tweaked out because I had it hanging on a nail. So it's all fucking oddly shaped and it's actually giving me a headache. So I'm going to switch this hat now because I need something that wasn't hanging on a nail. Because <laughs> my head is oddly shaped. And again, my head is oddly shaped because of the divot in the back of my head from the fucking still Oh, nail. Christ. Like, see, this is this this is the struggles that I have. <laughs> They're still haunting you now. Still haunting me now. <laughs> but I look at personal growth, mm -hmm. and I look at all the times that I've shared my story yeah. of personal growth. And it's not to be like, hey, look at look at look at George. Look at what George did. When I share my story, it's not for validation. No, it's not. It's to remind myself that I was able to climb out once. Mm -hmm. I could climb out again. Yeah. If I choose to put the work in. Yeah. What you make of your life is what you make of your life. Yeah. And if you don't make the best of your life, what's the point of living it? I wake up some days there. and I don't want to go to work. Like most people. I want to win the lottery. But hey, here's a problem. I don't play the lottery. So how can I win if I don't play? So I just look at people. And again, the lottery's rigged. You got to be 90 or live in your mom's basement. I don't do neither. Neither. Well, I'm not 90 yet, but I'm getting there. I feel like I'm 90 sometimes. Yeah, but too. you know what? I look at... And again, my bosses are old school hard asses. Mm -hmm. And if they don't want to have the growth that they want to have, that's fine. One of them is very egotistical. And you know what? In a lot of ways, narcissistic. And I myself, in a lot of ways, am narcissistic because I'm always looking for that validation. Yeah. I want that validation. That's a narcissist. I want somebody to tell me I've done a good job. Good job yeah. And people will be like, well, that's validation. It's also narcissistic because I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to feel good by somebody telling me I did a good thing. Yeah. And you know what? I got to stop looking for the validation. I got to accept my shortcomings. I got to accept my failures. And I got to grow. And this isn't just for show. I really am trying to put these things into practice. Mm -hmm. I've also quit smoking. It's been a week and a half. But I did have kind of a break yesterday where there was people in the car smoking next to me. So I rolled my window down and I inhaled that secondhand shit. And it was so good. But <sighs> you didn't light one up for yourself. No, I didn't light one up for myself. Hey. What I did... Popping a piece of gum. Actually, you know what I did? You know what I've started to do with gums now? I'm mixing the gums. So I've taken the fresh mint extra, the with silver pack. some fruit. No, no. I've mixed it with the spearmint extra. Really? And it's like a fresh spearmint. Huh. And it's 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 like a fresh maker, but it's spearmint. And then what I do sometimes, I'll fuck around with my, my taste buds. I'll pop one on the right side of my mouth and one on the left and chew them and let them slowly intertwine. Man. I mean, you're a mixologist on all different levels. First the drinks and now gum. What's next? I'm telling you. Who knows? Who knows <laughs> what I can mix? Maybe I can mix together some amazing toys to come up with a new superhero. Like a like a bat lantern. Wow. That was I, I think about I that. Mean, hey, I mean, hey, it was good. Me. That was good though. Hey, the you bat. came it rolled right off your tongue. Like Spider it. Bat? Wolva Bat. Nah. Wolva Clops? 
Maybe. Mobile cops? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Beast Wolf? Yeah, that could work. Rogue Beast. I'm a rogue beast. I'm a wool get I'm a wool bit, like Gambit and Wolverine. I'm a wool bit. Jesus Christ, we're just all over that. All over the <laughs> yeah. well, I started to roll with it. Right? Dark hey, Phoenix, hey. It kind of you just let it go. Let it roll. Let it roll. So you but back to my original question. Yeah. So knowing about the trauma, knowing about the child. And, and again, I'm not sure of the childhood that you lived, but I understand it. I know it was pretty happy. You've told me about it. Yeah. Like your parents were firm but fair. Yeah. But can you break the cycle? And me, I guess my big question is, is because I've seen my daughter become an overthinker, stress about the small things. And I keep telling her, don't, don't be like me. Mm -hmm. Don't focus on these small things because unfortunately these small things will eat up at you. Yeah. And books like don't sweat the small stuff. You can read them till the cows come home, but you've got to put stuff into practice. Mm -hmm. And that's my problem. I've read it. I have the knowledge for it. I know how to do it. Yeah. I just haven't put anything to practice. And again, that goes back to my laziness. I put effort into what I want to put effort into and I don't what I don't. And for a long time, because I ignored my problems, I ignored my shortcomings as a person. I put them to the back burner yeah. until it caught up to me and I exploded. Yeah. But the fact that you can recognize that and take action on it now, whether it's small steps or large steps, progress is progress, no matter what you do. Right. So you've recognized it. Now it's how do you put that action into place? And it doesn't have to be anything monumental, but it's got to be, something gradual over time like you decided to change one habit you decided to stop smoking yeah you stuck with it yeah right what's next well i gotta get over crystal meth i mean i cook it i don't smoke it but i cook it i gotta stop doing that yeah but that pays bills it does pay bills so, Keeps i don't cook crystal meth. anybody just fucking relax everyone out there please because like people like i know exactly where that was going i'm gonna knock on the door and get the cops out yeah. here hey we heard you admitting to you know selling crystal meth it's a funny thing so here's a here's a here's a funny thing for 2024 i never thought i'd say this but in a lot of ways in shape or form and i i'm gonna i'm laying out some breaking news even to you you don't know this sure. but i don't know if you've noticed the last couple of times we've done the shows i've been having Gross. these imageries and the reason why Your is I'm, I'm not i'm not I, I don't go to church every sunday i won't I'm not a hardcore Catholic, but it, 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 I am Catholic. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. In a lot of ways, I feel like I've let God and Jesus in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, I, mean, reckon, I find myself at home, at work or sometimes when I'm having a difficult moment, I'll pray. I'll, I'll, I'll pray on it. I'll mm -hmm. reflect on it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean, oh, great, now this guy's preaching God. I'm not. No. I'm not. I've just recognize that I've let it in more. Plus, this thing was really cool. It's like Timo. It was like two bucks. Man, uh, Timo. Timo. Here we go again. I love Timo. Shout out to Timo. Sponsor us. Because <laughs> I get free shit. Um, and he'll promo it really well. All the time. All the time. There was an awesome picture when I got this like watch deal and I did this like photo. It was a sexy looking photo. I did it all myself. It's pretty cool. I was pretty happy with it. Um, but yeah, like I, I've, I've in a way allowed my spiritual side to come out more. Yeah. And I think that's ways that I'm Again, breaking the habit, breaking the mold to try to be a better husband and a better father. Yep. Um, so can you break the habit? I feel like I have with the way I was raised, the way I've raised my girls. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't always perfect times, but I never laid a hand on them, thank God. And I could be proud of that. And I never used the anti-theft device for something other than being an anti-theft device. So that was a good, that was a huge thing. Um, but... In a lot of ways, I see my kids picking up some of my traits. My daughter, my youngest daughter, she gets frustrated really easy. Mm -hmm. And I used to. I used to go from 0 to 120. Not even 0 to 60. 0 to 120 in like 0.2 of a second. Yeah, now it's just 0 to 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ariana, she gets revved up real quick. Okay. She has to learn that it's okay to be no. It's okay to be upset. 
but it's how you deal with the frustration that's of being it. upset. That's what it is. Yeah. And Cassandra, she overthinks, she stresses, and she worries about things that she can't control. Mm. And I'm the same way. And that's the one thing you have to remember. You can't control it. So stressing about it's not going to help. You're just going to make yourself sick. And I've done that. I've done a point where I've made myself sick. Yeah. And it's not it's not a fun feeling when you're you're trying to your body is your temple. And if you're not taking care of it because you're making yourself sick and you're just tired and you want to sleep all the time, you want to close the doors, you want to unplug the power. That's not a good way to look at life because we're all here for a reason. Yeah. What's our reason? I don't know. Maybe this right now, this episode, somebody's watching this and they're at the end of their rope. And they're going to go find the help yeah. that they need. And I, whatever the help may be, maybe it is going to church every Sunday. Maybe it is finding that person to talk to. Maybe it is looking for the love of your life. Maybe it's getting a dog, a turtle. I don't know. Maybe it's going to catch butterflies in the woods. Whatever your thing. Maybe it's going for hikes. Whatever your thing is, however you get that therapeutic process done, mm -hmm. look for it. But I pose the question to you because our childhood childhoods don't mirror each other. No, not, not in the least. But you probably have some traits that you picked up from your parents. That when you became a parent yourself, you wanted to break. Was there anything that you've broken and have not passed on to your kids that you might have inherited from your parents? No. No. And, and I say that because. And that's, I, and that's great. Yeah, I say that because I know and I see some of the things I went through with my parents uh, from a disciplinary perspective that I constantly have to stop myself and give myself pause. Because I know growing up, I didn't like it. So I'll backtrack a little bit maybe to give you guys some background. So my parents are from Ghana, West Africa. First generation Canadians. So they're, me being their firstborn child, raising my, me here, um, they wanted to raise me as how they were raised back home. So they wanted to instill the same core values, the same morals, um, the same everything, the same structure. Um, it's what they knew. So... To say that, you know, they could have done anything different, I don't wrong them for it. It's what they knew. It's how they were raised. It's what they're emulating. So now moving to the Western world, um, you know, some of the disciplinary things that we went through, maybe not as bad as what George had gone through, but, you know, the... the let's get what... this out right. Segway, <laughs> let's get this out of the way right away. I don't want anybody to ever have to go through what I went through. Yeah. And if you did... I agree. I feel you. I agree. And you're validated and you're a survivor you're a fucking winner yeah and, and know that and recognize it use it as fuel 100 anyways i cut you off I apologize. no it's all good it's all good so obviously discipline was still is a foundation of the upbringing in the african culture you know it's good morning sir good morning ma'am good evening sir good evening ma'am you know don't use your left hand when you're greeting someone use your right hand so little cultural things like that it was almost Sorry, like why not, the, why not the left hand so back where my parents are from like i said ghana west africa using your left hand is a huge sign of disrespect because they say you use your left hand to wipe your ass so if you give somebody your left hand you're giving them shit so if somebody's giving you something and you go to accept it with your left hand you're essentially holding out shit to them but what if you're left-handed that's too bad you gotta right. learn. You gotta learn to do everything with. Wow! Your right. So if wow. you can write with your left, no problem. My sister's ambidextrous, so she can do both. But the problem with her growing up was she favored her left, so she got the belt or the whatever to her hand when she would present her left hand in an effort to teach her the cultural way, but not always explaining it. 
So me being the firstborn and being older, I kind of understood. I started to understand as time progressed, but my sister didn't quite understand it, but she was good with both hands. It's something up until this day that is instilled in me. It's something that I still use with my children. Mm -hmm. Don't use your left hand. Use your right hand. If you're giving someone some, something to someone, use your right hand. You're shaking someone's hand. Don't give them your left hand. Like, I wouldn't say it's traumatic. I understand it. My kids won't understand it, but I still try. I try and explain it to them in a not so aggressive way. Mm -hmm. So that they still have that cultural aspect of it. Because one day I do intend on taking my children back home well, so they can see their roots and, you know, get an understanding. And the last thing I want to do is take them to one of my uncles or aunts back home. And, you know, they go and present themselves with their left hand because they won't be so forgiving. They might lose the hand that day. So I don't want that to happen to them. So I got to prepare them for the worst now, right? But prepare for the worst. Don't expect it. Prepare for it. That's don't it. Expect don't expect it. it. I'm hoping by the time we get there, you know, they'll they'll be fully, fully aware of what they're doing and how to control themselves. But I mean, like in terms of, of my upbringing, like uh, discipline, like I said, was at the foundation. You couldn't talk back to people. You respected your elders no matter where you went. And licks, as most of you know, or beats or spanks or whatever you want to call it. Boxes. We got them any and everywhere. Home, store, school, daycare, church, walking, in the park. You did something that crossed your parents, you got... Like, there was no hesitation. There was no talking. It was a, now you know what you just did has a repercussion. And that's how my parents raised us. So there were certain things that you would think twice about doing. Now, along with that came, as we got older, came the yelling. Getting yelled at for doing something that we shouldn't do. Or getting yelled at for not listening. Or so on and so forth. So the raising of the voices, and I find for me... I do that same thing and it's not to try and instill fear in them. And I did it. It was a lot worse. I would say a couple of years ago, but now I catch myself and me and Jerry have had multiple conversations about, you know, not yelling at the kids because it instills fear in them. I don't want to walk by my child and have them flinch. I don't want to open my arms to give them a hug and they flinch because they think I'm about to hit them. Or they think I'm about to yell at them. Oh, so like I do with my girl. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. So <laughs> it's just, it's, it, you know, and, and you know, after we've had, we've had numerous conversations about it because I'll be honest, the kids test our patience. It's, it's as if they have, you know, a quota that they have to meet every day and push the buttons. Just push, 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 push. You saw me when I got here this afternoon. Like this, the, this police. <laughs> like the police at the end of the month, you got to get them tickets in, boy. Same thing, right? So, I mean. You roll that stop sign back there, sir. Which one? The 17th one back? Yeah. And you're gonna remember you're gonna remember that shit yeah so i mean it you know <laughs> go, go peel police <laughs> you know i still gotta drive home right yeah but they're gonna... gonna air tomorrow so it's all good yeah and then the so... day after that i'm cooked yeah but that's fine they don't know your license plate <laughs> they know me god's a gmc you kind of guys but <laughs> I will be selling a GMC you cunt black Very for cool. all those who Very are interested. It's up for sale. Hit us in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean the discipline I've I've talked about that. That was one of the major things. Um I want to get I want to focus on one question. I gotta ask that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned licks, you mentioned beats. Yeah. They were never with inanimate objects. Of course they were. They were of course they were. So I haven't gotten there yet, oh, but okay. not nearly as I, not nearly as aggressive see, as what you say. See, that's, so that's what I that's what I'm wondering. Am yeah. I overthinking how no, I was treated? Or no, because I never got hit with the club. I didn't like it. Wasn't 
my parents didn't beat me with the intention of harming me. Oh, okay, yeah, no, see, uh, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So that, I got beats with belt, switch, shoe, slipper, wooden spoon, electrical cord, whatever you can think of, whatever was closest to grab. Now, mind you, there was never a club anywhere close enough for them. It, it might be, it might have been, but the intention wouldn't have been to harm me. The intention would have been to scare me or just make sure to make contact with me so that I knew what I had done was inappropriate or it was frowned upon in their eyes. Right. So, yeah, we, no, yeah, we my, got yeah, licks. My, like, my upbringing was a little bit different. Like, that was definitely intentional. Like, we got licks. I'll remember, I remember one thing fondly, and this is a memory that stuck with me till now. I was at daycare, and I remember I had just gotten back from my trip to Montreal, stayed at my uncle's house for a week, had a grand old time. He bought me a watch. I was, you know, I came back on a high. I was on cloud nine, and I went to daycare, and, uh, I cursed at the daycare teacher. I think I was probably nine. And I can't remember if I told her to shut the fuck up or just shut up. But they called my parents. You woke up in a hospital. I might as well have. <laughs> I think that probably would have been a better option. But um, so <laughs> I'll never forget when I got picked up from daycare. If looks could kill, and I mean like really kill, like not just harm, I mean kill, the look that I saw pierced through my soul. No words were needed. I knew what was happening when I got home. The watch came off. They took that, put it in their pocket. No words till we got home. Nothing. Like silence, absolute torture. I don't know what's coming. I get home. We all get home. We go upstairs. We're living in an apartment. Now, I don't know where the fuck my dad found a two-by-four. But he had a two-by-four somewhere. In our apartment. Had the two-by-four. Come and kneel down on the two-by-four. Keep your back straight. I'm thinking, oh, that's it? You're just going to make me kneel on a two-by-four? This is easy. I'll pretend like it hurts, but... Yeah, so kneel on the two-by-four. Back straight. Knees on the two-by-four, right? You know that part that... Hurts like you know the cartilage like right in there, mm. kneeling on the two by four, back straight. You know I'm just sitting there and I know I'm like ah, uh, I'm like I'm gonna get lectured and I have to stay straight on this two by four. No, there was no lecture, there was no words. Everybody says it. The exaggeration of when a child is getting licks to every goddamn syllable with a belt on my back. Watch the mic. And I oh, was not allowed to move. I had to keep a straight back. After getting the licks. And if I moved, it came again. And again. And again. Until the point where I think they just felt sorry for me and sent me to my room. Now that, to me, I look at that, I'm like, fuck, that's torturous. But I didn't see my brother get it. I didn't see my sister get it. Like that. At that point, they started to come around to the westernized world. That learning curve of how to raise your child in North America and not Africa had come around. Now, I know they weren't trying to harm me. I know they were trying to teach me a lesson. Or maybe that's what I've told myself to convince myself that that wasn't the case. Who knows? I don't know. But I look at that and I'm like, I don't ever, ever want to put my kids through anything like that. I, like I want to teach them the right way of doing things. And something that 
I've started to learn kind of in my adult life or have learned in my adult life that I try to apply to, to most things is if people don't understand the why behind something, they'll never really buy into it, right? So when my kids do something bad, my first instinct, especially if it's something ridiculous, is to lash out at them and just let the monster out. So to instill, fe instill fear, that doesn't do anything, right? So I try, it's not for gentle parenting because believe me, I've gone upside their head multiple times. So ju judge what you want, but I've gone upside my kids' heads whenever I have to. But when having that conversation in, in, in retrospect, it's do you understand why this happened, right? It's not just licks and go to bed. It's do you understand why? Do you understand what you did that caused this? Okay. You can do it again? No. If you do it again, what's going to happen? Okay. Consequences. Doesn't necessarily have to be licks this time, but you know there's going to be an associated consequence because you now understand why, because we talked about it, hmm. right? So rather than just living in fear, they're like, shit, I should think about what I'm going to do before I do it. And for the most part, they're pretty good, but mm, there are days, there are days where they push me, right? So, I mean, I, I'm trying to break out of it I try and catch myself before I do anything outrageous to scare them and traumatize them. But sometimes it's, it's natural reaction. Right. And so I can't say that I've, I've broken out of it fully. I can say it's something that I recognize. It's something that I work on on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whenever they decide to trigger me. Um, but yeah, it's a work in progress. Parenting's not easy. Breaking, Absolutely. breaking the, breaking the curse or, or breaking the habits or whatever that you want to call it is, is definitely not easy because it's what we know. It's what we saw, right? The fairy tale bullshit that you see on TV about how families are, are raised. I call it bullshit because I've never seen and nobody that I know nor myself was raised in that manner. That boy, you come home after school, you eat this, 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 and then you go to bed and watch TV. Too. Like, I don't, I don't see that. I try it. We do what we can, but you, you got to let people, people be who they are. And that's, that's really it. But let me ask you about this from, from watching you being raised from the old ways, which mm -hmm. is the ways that your parents knew that they came over here with, mm -hmm. to watching your brother and sister being uh, raised in that more Western mm -hmm. philosophy of parenting. Yeah, it tapered off. Yeah. Would you say, though, that between you and your brother and your sister, mm -hmm. you guys were praised when praise was needed? You guys were given that, I guess, validation? I got that a lot from school. Because... Did, did, your parents ever, did your parents ever look at you or ever tell you to your face that you know, you were nothing or you were beneath? No. no Did they always make you ever. feel like you were in your own way special? Yeah, yeah I would say so. Outside of all the other shit that I just described, it was... I wouldn't say they'd come up to me and be like, hey, I love you. I, I didn't get much of that growing up. I, none of us did, right? That that wasn't in my parents' nature. But every now and then, you know, you'd get the pat on the back, a hey, great job. Or I'd come home with a certificate from school because I... So I'll kind of go back a little bit and I, I don't want to segue too far off the question, but mm -hmm. my parents strongly believe that if you were in your books and you did well in school, you could, you could have the world, the moon and the stars and life would be made. So me, mm -hmm. Oh, I want to go play with my friends. Oh, make friends with your books. You know what I mean? And that was, that was their answer. It was be friends with your books, go and read or go do this. And, and I thank them for that because I did well in school, but I did, extra well i tried extra hard in school 
to come home with that student of the month award, to come home with those certificates, that validation, to be like, look, I got it. Oh, okay, good job. You know what I mean? Because I knew that's what they wanted. I unfortunately never did. And uh, I, I never really heard the I love you's or anything like that. Like most kids probably from our generation didn't, and which was fine. But a lot of times I found my parents showed love in other ways of ways of buying me off. I always had, for the most part, decent clothing, designer clothes. I had Tommy Hilfiger and Nautica before a lot of other kids in my school did. Uh, yeah, my parents went to the States all the time. Yeah, exactly. I had that kind of stuff. I had the games. I had pogs. I had I, all the fads I was involved in. Uh, and I had all that stuff, but that was, that's just stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't need this stuff. What I needed was, and the one thing I, I, I say to this is I, I've gotten over a lot that my parents have done. I actually understand that that's all they knew and doesn't make it right, but that's all they knew. And my parents, a lot of times would be like, well, we did the best we could. Yeah. But again, I have a scar in the back of my head from a stiletto heel that was cracked over my skull because it came home five minutes late. So and again, I'm not the only person that's ever suffered through that. And I've become a better person. And if it wasn't for, again, my wife pushing me to seek the help to move past it. And, and, you know, at one point in time, I'll say this, I was babying the family. So my sisters got a lot of that. Then I came along and I was getting it by four people. Mm -hmm. So that that's the, that's the part that stings, right? And I have a good relationship with my sisters now, but it wasn't always peaches and cream. Uh, you know, if you knew me 10 years ago and somebody said to me, this, that, or another thing about my, fuck my family. Yeah. But now as I get older, I do appreciate my family. Right now, my family and I aren't speaking. The one thing I will say is that I learned how to be who I am as a man now, sensitive and endearing from myself. Yeah. I looked at everything that I was shown by my father, or as I look at sometimes as one half of creation um cowardly in a lot of ways yeah and i did never want to be that i yeah. want to stand up i want to recognize i want to fight for my kids i want to be there for my kids and especially based over the situation that happened uh again not to go in too in depth but i was there for my father i was there through the whole situation and when the outcome didn't favor him he cut me off yeah. stop talking to me we haven't spoken since that situation and when my sister actually called him out and asked him why aren't you speaking to your only son right i just don't want to deal with it with what but i was there for him and that's what i'll say i don't want to get too impersonal you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Too impersonal. yeah yeah we won't uh, i don't want to air too much of my family's laundry out there yeah but i look at that and that's something i never want to be Till the end of the days that I live and breathe, my daughters are all that matters to me. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my wife. But we're this episode's called Father to Father, not Husband to Husband. Yeah. So wives aside, we love our wives. They test our limits too, but we love our wives. So but our children, this show's stuff. about our children and, and things that we want to instill on them. So yeah. I, I want my daughters to look back on this episode and see the sincerity, see the fact that I was open mm -hmm. about so much of this shit. And I don't even know where the I don't even know what's gonna happen from this one. I don't know what kind of judgment is going to come because there will be some kind of judgment and that's okay. Cares. I don't, I honestly, I know you don't care. I don't care. But at the same time, there's that little voice inside. Yeah. Me that says, I hope they're, they're easy. I know there's going to be judgment, but I hope they're easy. Listen, I talked about my therapeutic journey, about wanting to kill myself two years ago. And I had some jackass on Instagram, uh, 
all the comments were like amazing way to go you know and I, I wasn't looking for validation i wasn't i shared that story as a memory for me so i can keep looking back and keep fighting yeah this one guy came oh you're a pussy you want to call yourself a man cool you're the keyboard warrior attacking somebody else all i said to him in the message was and this is right before i blocked him because i don't want the negativity exactly i said i hope whatever struggles you're going through you figure out a way to solve them yeah but if you're going to attack somebody on the thing and when i looked at him this was definitely a person who's seen better days. Yeah. And I hope that that gentleman finds his journey. But at the same time, fuck you, dude, because you you never walk a mile in my shoes. You couldn't live the fires I've lived through and been through the battles I've been through. Trust yeah, me. There's scars. You may not be able to see all of them, but they're fucking there. And they cut deep. So don't judge me. You don't know what the fuck I've been through. Yeah. But I know something about you. Crankbrook, <laughs> that's a private school. No, shout out to uh, Eight Miles. So um, and you know what? Shout out to fucking Papa Doc. Okay, he goes from being excommunicated from the Eight Mile R. to R. becoming P. an Avenger. R.I.P. Motherfucker's an Avenger. Okay, Papa he is Doc. fucking Falcon, and now he's Captain America. <laughs> Dreams do come true. Oh people. yeah. All right, but again, like That's to be killed cliche, on stage, though you've never, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> one pop, two pop. So I said R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Absolutely. Oh, he's choking. Yeah, right. The best, the best one though is uh, when he fucking Ward. I think you were a little hard on the Beaver. So was Eddie Haskell, Wally, and Miss Cleaver. <laughs> but honestly and truly, I have scars, and I've worked do. through them. We all do. We all have scars, and I'm not, I'm not sharing my story because I want people to under. Well, look at him. Look at him. No. I want people to know it's okay. You want to come talk to me? I'm not a therapist, but I'll listen. I'll point you in the right direction. I'll help. That's what we're here for. The DMs and comments are open, guys. You have something you want us to talk about? You have something? And like Derek said at the beginning, anybody who's given us time, thank you. Anybody who's watched, thank you. Anybody who's given us a like of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But interact with us. We want to hear your stories, hear your struggles, hear your stories of survival and overcoming. Because that's what this is about. Father to Father is not just about us Talking about our experiences as a father, because there are a lot of fathers out there who have yeah. the same experiences as us. Oh, yeah. But father to father is about letting you guys know that the door is open here. Yeah. It's safe. As we get grow bigger, who knows? We may have a couple other fathers oh, pop in. 100, 100% is going to turn into that. It will 100% turn into I can't wait to get Derek and his brother here because it's like looking at two twins, especially when they wear the same <laughs> outfits accidentally. That shit actually happened. Yeah, more than once. <laughs> now, before we go, my one final question. Yeah. Do you think so? Did we answer the first question though? I guess that's my question. Did we answer the original topic of tonight's episode? Can you break the habit? Looking at, I, I will say, let's let's do an evaluation on one another. Looking at what you told me tonight, you have instilled those core values that are from your heritage, from your roots, from your background, which is phenomenal. But you've also learned what your parents did is not the right way to do things. But that's all they knew. But then they realize it themselves. Mm -hmm. But you've also learned about that being firm but fair attitude. That's it. That's, that's what 100%. And I look at your brother. I look at your sister. I look at you. You're three of the most genuine people ever. Of course, when push comes to shove, two out of three look like the exact same person. I mean, you really can't tell them apart. <laughs> it's fucking scary. And Maybe also, I'll send him on the show. Also, shout out to Dee's brother, Dee's little brother. But straight up, the man, his, his, his wife is gorgeous. Okay, she's beautiful. But she is a chicken shit. <laughs> this man wants to go to horror movie shit. He wants to watch horror movies, but he can't. And I get it. And I sympathize. 
Yeah. I'm there with you on your <laughs> horror movie journey. Yeah, we all got to go. He was very upset because I went to the Stranger Things experience with my daughter. And he <laughs> oh, you bringing that up? Uh, yeah, I did. Remember that day I showed we, we tried to go after. We tried. But your tickets were sold out, right? Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, because it was fucking fire. I bought him day one. I went on a pre-sale list. And he told me. I remember that day. It was, at a, it was at a birthday party. Yep. And I showed it to him. And he showed it to his wife. And his wife looked at him like he had three fucking heads. Nah. Like, dude, are you okay? Do you understand who I am, right? This is not happening. He was salty for the rest of the day. Very upset. Like, even when I say he's goodbye. A, he's a hardcore fan. When Loves say, it. When I say goodbye, he's like, so, like, like you're going, eh? He's like, yeah, it's like three days from now, I'm going. And he fucking hated me. I don't know if he's over it. I don't know if he's oh, over it. Oh, he has no choice but to be now. After the strangest experience, it's gone, but it was amazing. It was amazing. We got to eat his scoops. We got to do all kinds. Like, he was very upset. Yeah. I know he saw all the pictures and he was very upset. Yeah. He follows me on Instagram. I noticed that was a one few post. I did not get a like. Because <laughs> yeah. he was, I get it. You're salty, dude. It's not my fault. I knew about it. You didn't. Like, it's not my fault. Next time. Next time. Next time. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things season five is coming out in like seven years. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the delays. But yeah, how so looking at, so do you think that I, I will say that you've broken the habit? I see it and I understand it. Thank but, you. But be honest with me. There's a long way to go. But yes. Do, do you think that I've, in some way, shape, or form, have broken that to the point where it's like so far in my rear view? And again, maybe I'm looking for validation right now. No, you're not but looking for validation. I'm asking honestly. So I'll tell you one thing. First and foremost, thank you for bringing me here. Secondly, thank you to, for being open and honest with everybody about here because it takes a lot of fucking balls to come out here and say some of the shit that, that you've said, especially about the way you were raised. Now, listening, I can't even say just listening because I've been around long enough and we've had these conversations before. Right, we've had, we've so had more. For hard, me hard to know, that. right. For me to know what your upbringing really was and what it's done to you. And you talked about two years ago multiple times. And I remember, you know, getting some of the phone calls from you where you just weren't in a good place. And that all came from things in the past and what was happening to re bring those feelings back to the surface. You never once have let anything that's happened to you in your past negatively influence your children. Mm. So don't think that what you're not doing is not noticed by everybody out there. Your wife is very supportive of everything that you do. She's very supportive of everything you've gone through. And everybody recognizes the fact that you have completely separated your childhood from what you want to see your children's childhood be and what you want to see them turn into. So you have broken the curse in the actions and what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. You haven't broken it up here yet. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of walls up yeah, there. Is. There's a lot but, of walls. And I think those walls were built because it was safety. Yeah, it still is. Our, our this is our home, right? Like we keep every we house everything here. But your kids, yeah, they they got your traits. That's what happens. That's genetics, man. Our kids pick up so many things from us. Look at Zion; he's my twin in bulk, density, right? He's density, right? But you and know Amari what? is very much like your brother, very salty. Yeah, salty. <laughs> but the all around natural born athlete. So I'll give him that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is so, definitely. He's definitely got some chops. Yeah, but and none of that comes from his mom. His mom has two left feet and two right hands. 
Actually, she was a pretty decent soccer player, but I don't want to say that. Oh, that <laughs> yeah, now watch, watch this be the first episode. You watch. Oh, look at that. You're oh, she's definitely gonna watch. She's definitely gonna. Watch. I'm gonna make her. <laughs> no, you're gonna make her. Oh, great. Um, but yeah. So, so George, don't ever think that you haven't broken the cycle because you already have. You already 100%. I see how you are with your with your children. Cass adores you. She wants she has the same interests as you. She is you. Yeah. Right? She yeah. she's a a refined version of you as a kid. She's more you polished. Know what I mean? She's right. more polished, yeah. And then you've got Cass who's like your your little sidekick. Ari, sorry, sorry, your little sidekick. Sorry, keep I always say Cass. She's your little sidekick. Because they look the same. I know. It's crazy. But you've broken it, man. You've a hundred percent broken it. They they have your kids have everything they want and everything they need. And like you said, you've never raised a hand to them. Yeah, we yell at our kids. That shit happens. It's normal. It's a reflex. Actually, you want to you want to know something funny? This is this is how I broke it. There's an interesting story that actually happened right before you got here. Nice. We're sitting down to dinner. We're having a good old Canadian dinner, a little mac and cheese. Little yeah, the best way to do it. Yeah. And uh, she came downstairs and she had had a tiff with one of her friends and she had worked it out with one of her friends from talking with one of her friends. And I said, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that that, that that's worked out. And she said, yeah. And then we got on a subject on this one friend that she has of hers. I am not a fan. of. And I'm, I, and, we all have those kids. Absolutely. <laughs> and, it's, and it's because this girl is supposed to be her best friend yet has never shown up to any one of her birthdays since this girl's been in her life. She has apparently family conflicts and stuff like that that happened around the same time. But there was also drama that was started at Cass's last birthday. And this girl was one of the catalysts of it. So I have my reservations and my issues of trust with this girl. As you should. Cass gets very upset with me about that because this girl is somebody she's very close to and that's fine mm -hmm. i i told her i said i have my opinions mm -hmm. i have voiced my opinions we have had multiple disagreements about my opinions but i i don't voice my opinions anymore because right. i understand that is one of your friends and i'm not i'm not going to tell you who to be friends with right. i don't want to be that parent mm -hmm. that's one of your close friends i understand it i may not like them but i accept it i accept it and acknowledge that that's the choice you've made of someone you want to have in your life as a friend totally fine totally fine but she kept going on about it. And then she made me feel bad for having opinions. And I told her, right before you got here, I said, Cass, let's let's have a talk about this. Let's actually have a discussion. You can't get mad at me because multiple times in this conversation, I tried to stop it from getting to this point by saying, you know my thoughts and opinions, but I keep them to myself now. I don't want to have anything. I go, but understand that I have my reservations because the last birthday that you had, you were upset because of one half of the drama that this girl started. So understand that because I saw my daughter crying, I went into protection mode. Yeah. I went into lion mode. And I'm not going to let some little fucker destroy you. I didn't say little fucker to her. <laughs> but I'm I, like, as soon as you see one of your kids cry, yeah. boom, you go into protection mode. Always. That's it. You become Dwayne the Rock Johnson at Skyscraper with one leg. Mm -hmm. You do shit. You become Vin Diesel. You want to stretch your arms out and talk about how you got a the mad scientist got a fried piston rings. Then you want to talk about winning is winning. And then you want to wonder as... Ten movies progress. How much baby oil can you put on your fucking head? I went off. Completely off tangent. Oh man! And at that point, Cass actually stopped and she reflected and she apologized to me, which I wasn't looking for an apology, but I wanted her to understand where I was coming from. Yes, this is a choice of someone you've made to be your friend. Fine. Ooh. I don't like them. Fine. That's you it. know I don't like them. You don't want to hear my opinions. You told me to keep them to myself. I respect it, and I do it. That's it. But don't push me to the point where I have to re-educate you on why I got to this point. I didn't just look at this young girl and say, I don't like you. I watched, I dissected, mm -hmm. and I let my kid be a kid. And yeah. I, I, there's been a lot of times 
that she's made friends with questionable young ladies. And she figured out herself who they were. And she draws them. And that's what I want. I just want my kid to surround herself with positivity and people that raise her up, not tear her down. That's what I want for my kids. That's what I've instilled in my kids. That's a new trait. Yeah. I want them to have positivity around them and raise them up and have friends that support them. I have a lot of friends that are very proud of what I've done with the wrestling that are, are a lot of people that have given me in my podcasting friendship groups that have said some very positives about what we're doing here. Yeah. And twice a week, it gives us a chance to let loose. I feel like a million bucks right now. Oh, yeah. This is like a free, a free therapy session with your best friend. And the best part about it is we got beer. We used to have a smoke right after. He's going to go vape because that's horrible. What a horrible person. He vapes. That's disgusting. And I am not. I am going to I'm going to mix a couple flavors of gum and see what comes out of it. That's what I'm going to And then finish your summer's beer. And finish my summer's beer. Yeah, I got, I got not much left. This one I'm not a fan of. This no? Is, this is blueberry Rouge. I'm not a fan of this one. Apple's not too bad, but I still like the mango lime. The mango lime, mango lime wins. The, uh, the rhubarb rouge is not. I'm not. You know what it is for me? I'm not a rhubarb guy. Like even there's that apple or cherry rhubarb pie. See, I don't. Mind, I don't do cherry. I don't mind cherry rhubarb pie. I don't mind it. The pie, I don't mind it. The drink, man. Nah. Regardless, I think we've had enough of these now to know that the mango, the mango lime. I think from now on, like we bought the variety pack to switch it up. I think next time it's my turn to buy the pack. I think I'm just gonna buy two packs of the of the mangoes. Because that's the one we both like. It's a winning combination. That man. is a winning combination. Yeah. I should have filmed his first reaction when we cracked open the first mango. That one day he was like. He drank it. It was like a, it was like a, damn. Yeah. And I almost felt like, uh, you know, Uncle Frank from Home Alone. Easy on the Pepsi pull. The rubber sheets are flat. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, guys, that's it from this one. We quoted some movie lines. We've talked about Vin Diesel's head. And we got open and honest. As always, that'll and never that's change. that's what we do here on Father to Father. Remember, DMs in the comments are open. Please give us comments. Let us know. Let us, if you want to hear our opinions on certain things that happened with you and your kids, tell us a story. We'll share it on air. Our DMs are open. Slide into them. Find us online. It's all available. Links in the socials below. And of course, as always, I'm G. This is D. We are father to father. Peace, love, and fatherhood. Always. See you guys next time. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the full ties. Heavy traffic.